welcome to D&D 101. I'm Niall, I'll be your DM today. I'm Kath. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Amazing. And I'm Jordan, I was here last week. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be here. It's alright, nobody will know anymore no, because yeah. we have to record last well, week. What happens, yeah. Niall fucked up the recording. I didn't, so. I didn't, well, unusable. probably well, was my fault, let's you, be honest. Yeah, it wasn't you, but... It could have been me. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here, I'd like to add, but I will soon. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing As energy. The podcast. Oh no! I hope I never know. <laughs> well, Keep for those of you, the those of you who have joined in episode two for some reason, this is a podcast where I. Explain. What are you doing here? Yeah. Go, go enjoy your life. Start with episode one. No, don't no. Just start with episode one, then go to episode two. You should enjoy your life through this podcast. Don't listen to Jordan. I know. I'm just being funny. Maybe. <laughs> it's a f- funny and subjective. Yeah. Yeah. What we do on this podcast is I try to explain D&D to um, two people who have varying degrees of experience playing D&D. Um, and by varying degrees, what does that mean exactly? Well, Cass has not played any. Oh, I see, and I've played, played like once. Okay. I suppose that is varying. That is varying, that is yeah. varying. Thank you. Alan's giving me a disapproving look. <laughs> last, uh, last, last episode was uh, character sheets where we went through all the different things on a character sheet um, and we are still sort of carrying that theme on of characters and we're going to start with races and I thought we'd start with dwarves. So dwarves. welcome to episode two of dwarves. dwarves. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? I, I always say this dwarves. This is my race of people, I'm pretty sure. Dwarves. Dwarves. I don't know. As I just like I, I I don't know. Ever since I decided we were going to do dwarves, I was just like dwarves. 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 This makes no sense. I think we should continue that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, we will. So, how about before I kick in to tell you about our D and D dwarves? Uh, why don't you tell me what you know about dwarves? What do I? Shut up. If you if you were meant to be speaking, we'd give you a fucking microphone. That was just our producer and, and main 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 money giver, Alan, who I was telling to shut the fuck up. <laughs> he seems pleased. <laughs> uh, he, he knows it's all in jest. He's turned the lights off. We're going. Actually, with the lights off, it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. You've helped the situation. I think dwarves live mostly... In dark caves. So, if we want to get into the dwarven, oh, is that true? I have no idea. No, okay. that's that's what you think about dwarves. Okay. Cool. Uh, what else? Um, they're quite quick to anger. Is that quite true? quick to anger? That's what I've gathered. Interesting. I mean, I, I, as far are as are they I'm not aware, Gimli? I'm feeling attacked. Sort of <laughs> oh well, because you're stout. Are you a dwarf? <laughs> I'm stout, short, Welsh. But you're not a dwarf you've because got... you're well over five foot. You've not got that beard as well. Well, what do you think dwarfs are, Cam? Small, stout. Small, stout. Um. Hardy. Mm-hmm. Hardy. Um, Beardy. Probably quite... Um, oh, actually, what are the... Like, Even the women are beardy. Even the women really? are beardy. What are the real qualities <gasps> of a dwarf? I'd love to know. Okay, well, is that... Do you are think, they, do you think we've... Nifty, well, nifty with the land? My only experience of dwarves oh, is probably from, I don't know, like Lord of the Rings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that there is... I don't know, like, who, who came up with the idea of dwarf? Who was the first person that was like, I know what... Not a, a clue, dwarf. mate. Not a clue. Well, maybe they no existed. At some well, point. maybe. I mean, we have apparently got taller in evolution, so well, maybe we were just dwarfs at one point. Maybe the dwarfs were the real friends we made along the way. Mm. But how much of our history is actually mystical, and how much is fiction? Fuck knows. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, history. About- I found out this the other day. History is only the recorded past. Exactly. Yeah. History isn't just 
literally anything that's gone before us. No. Yeah. It's only what Which is what recorded. prehistoric means. Yeah. Prehistoric is before recorded history. Mm. Yeah. Never knew that. Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, how about I start this off um, okay, before so. I, before I tell you about dwarves. Um, <laughs> it is fun to say that way. I don't know. Dwarves. Um, before I before I start um, like deep diving into the lore of dwarves, um, okay. I think it's fair to say that dwarves can kind of be anything. They have like a there's a new D and D thing now where when you create a character, you can make it any way, shape, or form. So a lot of the old stats and a lot of the old rules that come with dwarves are a little bit different now. Uh, it's called legacy stuff, and um, it means that they have certain characteristics that affect your stats, like your strength and your constitution, etc., etc., etc. So with that, that kind of idea is because a dwarf can be from anywhere. Uh, you can be a city dwarf, you could be a country dwarf, you can be a mountain dwarf, you can be an underdark dwarf. You can be all these different kinds. So there's, it was kind of like, you know, putting a character in a box because of their race. So now they've made that a bit more expansive. However, what we're going to do is go through all the sort of written down law and, um, and go through all the sort of old stuff mm. so that when you create a character, you know sort of the history of the dwarves, yeah. but you can be a modern dwarf, yeah. if that makes sense. You need sense. to know the rules to break them. Yeah, I think thing. I think that's totally true. I think yeah. you do need to kind of like understand your history before you can go against it. Yeah. Um, or at least it makes it more fun and character, yeah, yeah, yeah. character driven. Do what you fucking want, but it's also cool to know about yourself, isn't Origins. it? And dwarves were a thing before this law of Dungeons and Dragons was created. Yeah, but we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. But then, right. <laughs> okay, so this is Dungeons and Dragons dwarf history. It's called D&D one-on-one, guys. D&D. <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez Louise. It's going to be a long slog. <laughs> so, but maybe good that we clarified that. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe I'll start, maybe I'll start with... Um, the origin story of dwarves. Detail. So, um, dwarves... I feel like there should be some... <laughs> so, in the beginning of time, there were a few primordial existences and a deity and a being called Moradin. Now, Moradin is the god of creation and has something called the Soul Forge, and that is where he works in his realm. And he built many different creations, but his favourite one was the beings that he made in his own image, the dwarves. And he built dwarves and raised them almost like a paternal father and wanted them to be like him, to be creative and to be sturdy and loyal to one another and bold in their creations. And then he sent them off into the world uh, to do so. So dwarves innately have a lot of ingenuity about them. They are actually really creative beings. And you'll notice that a lot of dwarven architecture, a lot of dwarven clothes, everything that a dwarf does is creative mm. in its own right. But he also teaches them discipline. And his one of his like teachings was that idea of like extreme focus and attention. And that means that dwarves, as a sort of culture, believe that once you kind of take a job, that's your job. Stick to it and perfect it. Be a master of your craft. Dwarves actually live for about 350 on average years. So they have more time than a human would to perfect something that they're good at. And it, that can be like anything. In my research, I found that like being a craftsman is obviously a very obvious thing. If you're a stone cutter or a blacksmith, that's a job that you should really craft at. But uh, even a matchmaker spends years and years and years and years and years learning how to actually matchmake dwarves and set up weddings and ceremonies before they even do so so you know from making things to actually government kings aren't um picked by lineage in dwarven society they 
that I like that. I yeah, like that as well. They're chosen. So dwarven societies are formed by clans, and clans can be family and friends, basically. So um, one of the clan names that's really popular, well, I guess one of the most well-known clan names is Clan Duragar, which will come up later. But that was um that was a clan, and essentially um, you were part of that clan, and you would you would be given a job and a role and a part of that society, and you'd be you know wherever you went, anyone that knew you of you know clan battlesmith or you know um, mm. shockhammer, whatever your clan's name is, you'd be part of that clan, part of that society, and usually a city is formed of one clan, sometimes two, depending on the size of the clans, and clans can span continents or a town. So you can have a small clan, you can have a really large right. clan. Um, and again, it, it's not all blood relatives. It's sometimes friends, it's sometimes family. Changes hand in hand. Okay. So ba- um. basically, um, there's that's how they kind of structure themselves, is through clans. And then the um, between the clans, there'll be so many clans within a continent or maybe even a country or an area. And then the clans will get together and the clan leaders, who are usually the oldest dwarves, um, so age is usually quite respected within dwarven society, and they will get together and they will pick a king. And the king's job is to act as Moradin would, which is to look after the people, mm. to to literally lead them forth with the people's intention. Uh, the king has to be one of the most selfless people within their society Gosh. because that's a, their job. So you don't get very many tyrannical kings in Dwarven. Very, very rare to have a tyrannical king because they're literally they're bred for the purpose. Like the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> mainly, mainly. Isn't that so interesting though? Because like, so they the Dalai I think Lama. that's beautiful. Like so much about that culture, mystical, is beautiful. But also it's like, well, yeah, shouldn't that constitute a real king? Maybe the dwarves have got it down. Maybe the dwarves are right. Yeah, because think of kings to rule, but really it's to serve, isn't it? Yeah, this is D&D stuff as well. And D&D is full of just some rich, rich, cool, cool, cool lore. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, it could be quite heartbreaking. Imagine spending your entire life preparing to be uh, a king because you're from one clan and then finding out a different clan has their king chosen instead of you. I mean, that would be quite mm. heartbreaking. Mm. Uh, this... What, because it's not lineage? Yeah, it's not lineage. It's yeah. about well, then, surely... who's the best. Well, then I suppose you wouldn't assume that you're going yeah. to be king, would you? But what if you spent all your life training to be and somebody was picked over you? Well, mm. you know, aim for the stars. Yeah. Is it for <laughs> the I love the idea <laughs> of a dwarf just being like, aim for the stars. <laughs> well, yeah, so let's talk about dwarf temperament. Um, dwarves are actually, they're, they're, they're kind of like thought of culturally as quite um, stoic, slow to anger. Slow to anger. Yeah. Oh, um, really? But once they do anger... They never Wrath. forget. Yeah. They never forget a grudge. So um, okay. if you do wrong a dwarf, they'll remember that for years to come. And it is one of those. If you once you've lit that spark and that fire's gone, it's never going to burn out for yeah. you. You're you're in trouble. Right. But they take a lot of time to to really mull on a problem again because that is kind of their their culture is to mull on a problem and get you know really get it until it's right. So if they you know if they think something's wrong, they'll they'll sit on it for a while before taking action because they want to make sure that they make the right action rather than the wrong action. So yeah, that's a little bit about dwarves mm. culture and society. In appearance, they are stout, sturdy, uh, usually depicted as bearded. The females are, I think, in a lot of different. Like depictions do have beards, but not necessarily in Dungeons and Dragons. I learned an interesting oh. fact about dwarves. There's um, less less females apparently within the the history of D and D, and apparently that's why the dwarven kingdoms sort of started to collapse was because um, less children. Yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Though weird thing I did also learn about dwarves whilst doing some research: dwarves um, can reproduce with anything. Any other humanoid, 
Okay. <laughs> like Absolutely an elf, anything. an elf, or a, well, we kind of talked about how when a Still when a dwarven beetroot in there. <laughs> when a when a dwarf dwi- when a dwarf dies, uh, dwarf dies. A dwarf's soul is forged by Moradin. Uh, so when they die, they go back to heaven mm-hmm. with their god, and they get to work on anvils and work on you know the with their god and be part of that with their god and new fo- souls are. You know, forged for every new dwarf. Okay. Whereas some some other beings like elves believe in reincarnation, so there's only like a certain amount of elves souls in the world. Whereas dwarves have new souls oh, okay. forged and built from the soul forge. And an interesting thing about dwarves is they can actually reproduce with elves, humans, orcs, and the like, halflings, gnomes. And when they do, the child, because the dwarf blood is so strong, is born a dwarf. So there's no such thing as a half dwarf. Um, you can get half elves and half orcs, but there's no such thing as a half dwarf. Would they have elven qualities, for example, or abilities? No, they're born a dwarf. They could just 100% dwarf. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. Dwarf. Yeah, that's one so way that yeah, dwarves kind of survive as well. Wow. Yeah. That's quite that's a really beautiful. And so and you mean that in like, you know, attribute, personality, appearance. Oh, just is in blood, as in race. Or just- yeah. They their culture would influence their sort of um attributes as a person, but their appearance and their sort of like physical qualities are that of a dwarf, yeah. Mm. But their culture could change dramatically. Another reason sort of why dwarves have kind of the the, the kingdoms of dwarves used to like span like the whole of the D sort of world especially in Faerun. so a lot of the things that you'll find within Faerun are um abandoned dwarven kingdoms because that yeah. can exist in D. yeah and societies can die out because of no children not because of that so there's multiple reasons why dwarves died out one of them is the fact that they're you know kind of slow to anger and slow to do stuff so they're <laughs> slow to react to things but um most dwarves live in mountains and they live underground because that's where they can mine and get stone and metals and ores and gems. <laughs> get stoned. Get stoned, yeah. That's so they can fucking <laughs> reap for the benefits. Uh, no, this is this is like part of their crafting um, abilities is that they go into mountains and that's where they build cities. And they craft these cities oh. with sort of like um, really basic outsides. So the outside decor is... is it's trying to be as like conspicuous as possible mm. so that you would walk past it and not think anything of it but once you reach inside a dwarven city like the full dwarven culture just sort of bursts out and you get these like massive like towering statues of dwarves that are beautifully decorated because they're so you know they're so enthused about their creation and their worship yeah. of Moradin and their main god and um and the insides are full of precious gems and they don't actually really value currency as much as other humanoids do like humans in this world because it's so common to them they have so much gold what they actually value is um creations yeah and when they make something they treat it with the utmost respect and honor like if you got a chair from a dwarf that makes chairs this wouldn't be just like a chair from ikea yeah it'd be the best goddamn chair that you'd ever sit on i'm loving dwarven culture exactly they believe how, how in making do I get the a hold of, of one of these chairs <laughs> these dwarven <laughs> chairs these dwarves, I thought you could... <laughs> find a find a dwarf that makes chairs mate uh, okay. but um i will but they don't so they don't buy chairs and they don't buy from each other they actually trade with each other yeah so skill for skill rather than currency one of the reasons why they don't really they're not really that bothered by money then it's not really a thing Mm. but they had to understand when trading with other races that money is a bit more important so they minted their own coins and they've done those kinds of things but they do still like to trade skill for skill Uh, you know a dwarf that doesn't have like music would 
probably love um, a well-crafted lute that they could mm-hmm. learn to master over the next hundred years of their life. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're trying to buy a sword off of them, they're like, well, what have you got for me? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, I guess it'll have to just be a crap ton of gold then because this is the best sword I've ever made. Mm. And they, they're really precious about the things that they make. If you're going to buy something from a dwarf, you've got to understand that it's got to be a substantial amount because they want you to respect their craft. Beautiful. And so, it, yeah. question. Yeah. In If we were playing the game, mm-hmm. right, and, and the scenario came along where I was like, fuck, I really need that dwarf's. Uh, sword, Balax, yeah, sword, or, yeah. Balax or something, or even something else. <laughs> it would you then you as the DM would then take that into consideration when I try and say persuade you to give me it. Yeah. So then it would be harder for me to get it off you. If we're talking about like yeah, a dwarf from a dwarven city that's lived his entire life within this culture of trade, yeah, it would be extremely hard to <laughs> go out and be like, hey, dude. <laughs> Give me your battle axe. <laughs> yeah, he won't be like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, right, right fine. Yeah. He'd be yeah, like, cool, why? Cool. Who are you? Yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the toilet. Get out of my house. <laughs> okay, but cool. um, yeah, it's kind of that idea. But that kind of like has a bit of a, a lovely reflection, which is if you were gifted a sword by a dwarf, mm. that is one of the, like, the highest yeah. honors to be bestowed because they expect you to treat that which they have crafted with the same honour that they mm. treat it. You know, probably one of the most disrespectful things you could do is like, you know, if they handed you a sword and you were like, oh yeah, cheers, mate, and then just like throw it into a pile of swords, they'd uh, be like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I spent years making that, you or, son like, of a bitch. Or like sold it for... Yeah, for, pennies. Yeah. Yeah, probably even just selling it. Yeah. Probably, you know... In itself. Would would be heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Probably make an enemy for life if you if you did that to yeah. them. So yeah, that's um that's like a dwarven city, and that's kind of like the way that they're they're run and the sort of beauty of it once you're inside of it. Now, dwarves aren't the only things that live in the mountains, and one of the, one of the big sort of problems within the D and D world is mountain orcs, which are like the uh, most tribal orcs you can fuck with. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna ask you to like make us guess, but I wouldn't have got. Well, that. there's more. I if you want to try it. and guess, do you want to try and guess other things that? Oh okay, fuck yeah, with let's play this game. Things that fuck things with that, dwarves. Things. <laughs> um, okay, things in the mountains. Things that could potentially cause dwarves uh, to fall. Some um, kind of bird. <laughs> like a like a like a like a I don't know, like a Yurikai bird. You're not too far off, far off a bird. Yurikai bird. Another oh. flying creature. <laughs> like a I don't know. A, that sounds horrible. It's a bit obvious. It's another flying creature. Oh, oh um a dragon. Yeah. Oh. Dungeons and Dragons, oh. baby. Oh, yeah. Dwarves God. make dungeons, but guess what's in there? <laughs> Fucking dragon. Yeah, uh, red dragons tend to oh. live in the mountainsides. Oh, mm. okay. And then in colder temperatures, uh, that's where white dragons exist. Can you play a dragon in D&D? Not yet. Okay. I mean, there's homebrew yeah. stuff, but not... Um, there's a dragonborn, which we'll get to soon. Dragonborn. Yeah, one of my favorite races to dragonborn. play. Dragonborn. Okay. That's what I think. It's less Skyrim. It's more yeah. like an actual yeah. dragon person. Yeah. Maybe you're a dragonborn. You got quite excited about that, so. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. You, you do take... get a breath weapon as a dragonborn as well. A breath weapon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ominous. So, yeah. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> I'll kill you with my breath weapon. You've got, uh, you've got dragons. You've got uh, orcs. And any other guesses? From um, okay. Uh, one last sorry, guess. you're Dungeons. A Are there like scary dungeons in the mountains? I mean, uh, is a dungeon. Goblins? Goblins? Less so in mountains. I'm no. really struggling here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, like poisonous berries. <laughs> uh, so the answer you're looking for is actually other dwarves. Oh, yeah. trust Niall to uh, like 
come out with that at the end. Each other. I'll go, I'll, go through, I'll go through the first two first. So obviously dragons, dragons, you know, live in mountains and all sorts and that causes a lot of trouble. And, you know, dwarves having these vast vaults of gold that are heavily <laughs> protected, by the way. Mm. Like they really, really protect a lot of their stuff um, deep, 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 deep within the mountains. Oh, okay. But dragons would know that and... And would want that shit. Dragons are fucking smart. Just tunnel down to that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's... The dragons want the gold. That's the story of Lord of the Rings. Like, The Hobbit. It's a dwar- It's an old dwarven city that a dragon lives in now because of all the gold. I haven't read... I just find that interesting. I mean, yeah, you are right, but I just find that interesting. It's like, well, come on then, dragon. What are you going to do with the gold? Yeah. <laughs> Keep you're going to pick it up? Well, you're going like... to pick it up and go and sell it for some... No, they just Invest. sleep on it. <laughs> and, and it's uh, like a status symbol for yeah. them. They're literally... They're, they're naturally evil creatures. I just, I just love the fact that the dragon's quite egoic. They are. They are red dragons. <laughs> Look at me on my gold. Not going to do anything with it. Red dragons are but extremely I'm on it. like ego. Just all ego. All ego. Okay. They need to meditate, don't they? No. Yeah, they need <laughs> to Those dragons need to meditate. And some E45 cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Orcs hate doors they just they they they're like kind of especially mountain orcs um specifically are very much like they just they just hate everything else Mm. they just want to burn everything down and just destroy and like prove themselves to be the strongest creatures that there are (laughs) and because they naturally exist in the same habitat mountain orcs are fucking difficult to deal with because there's just so goddamn many of them as well yeah and they would quite happily just come into a dwarven city kill everyone and then leave it they really don't give a fuck. Yeah. They don't want anything apart from your death, which Just is monsters. great. Yeah, I want to ask cool. loads of questions about orcs now, but I will refrain. Yeah. Um, and then the third one was other dwarves. They dig into mountains, right? These cities are built underground. Most of most of dwarven culture and most of dwarven cities are underground where they can mine everything. And that brings us to Clan Durgar, <laughs> who Do you think we spoke Elon about Musk then was a dwarf? <laughs> Maybe. Secretly. That's what he's doing right now, isn't he? He could be. Creating underground tunnels for all the cars. Bless him. <laughs> but um, Clan Durigart were a group of dwarves that, well, you know, they had their own clan. And apparently some of the stuff that I found out is that they got really big and they decided that they kind of wanted to be their own separate nation. And they decided that they wanted to kind of cut off being reliant on a king and all these kinds of things. And they separated themselves. And they, as a clan, had this deep desire that they weren't digging deep enough into the ground, like that there was more mm. to be found. And it became an obsession. And they started to deep digger. They started to <laughs> dig <laughs> deeper and deeper and deeper to yeah. the detriment of the society. It's a bit of a, of a metaphor, really. Well, mm. what do you think? Well, I'll let you finish that. They, so I don't... they started to really let go of their society and nothing became important anymore apart from finding out what was further down and people were just every everyone in the society was forced to dig in these mines that is yeah definitely and forced to dig deeper to their to their detriment lots of people died Uh, they would start enslaving other creatures that they came past to help dig down further down oh wow till they reached what they were looking for which was a colony of creatures called illithids commonly known as mind flayers which use psychic abilities to mess with other creatures. And they were influencing Clan Durgar to, to section that. themselves off and basically enslaved them. So Clan Durgar became completely enslaved by these creatures called Elithids. And I think their enslavement lasted for something like 4,000 years, which is a long time. Oh, so it gets dark. There was, um, there was the leader 
of Klanduragar, who um, was the first to break out of the Mind Flayers' control. And at this point, the Mind Flayers had experimented on um, and messed around with these dwarven physiologies, creating a different kind of dwarf. And Is this all quite um, demonic? Are they, these creatures? Elithids. Yeah. They're they, more like, these, like spirit aliens. Creatures. Wait, and so they're like what deep in the Earth's core? Well, not they were not hiding. Earth's core, they were hiding they deep in the Earth's core uh, in a place called the Underdark. So the regular world is, you know, what you sort of see okay. every now, you know, every day. You go out and there's forests and mountains and all sorts, and then you can, you know, you can dig underground and mine. But if you go further down, there's a whole new layer of the Earth called the Underdark, which is this whole world beneath the world, full of loads of different creatures. Um, some called dark elves, called drow. Um, Elithids, um, the Duragar now exist down there, and many other creatures. Okay. The, there's like a whole sub network. There's a whole new world underneath. Yeah. And the dwarves the didn't know about this when they were digging. The, the Duragar, Clan Duragar, did not know about this. And Ooh. I don't know if I'm f- I fully followed here, so I'm going to check. Yeah. They, they dug all the way down, and then they found the Elithids. Is that right? Yeah. And then at that point, the Elithids took. My control over the mind of the dwarves. Well, it's kind of it's kind of suggested that well, yeah, they already they been. were the reason why the dwarves yeah. were digging. So. Ah, because they the elves want to get out. Oh, right. right again. So they subjugated. they want to get out, or they want to. It's in them to just want to mess with them. Well, they and wanted to. Con- they wanted to have an army. They enslaved these this clan Duragar, uh, which was a large clan. They enslaved them to build for them. Because yeah. dwarves are naturally good builders. Oh. They're extremely good builders. They're extremely good Gosh, craftsmen. That's sad, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> these Durgar were um, forced. It's like darkness taking yeah. hold of the. Okay, don't society. worry, Kath. This isn't real. Okay, don't, don't well, get down minds, about life. Their minds were warped. <laughs> their minds were warped. Shut up, Jordan. You know, these aren't years. your people. <laughs> these are my people. Um, these these dwarves had their minds warped for thousands of years, and that changed them, giving them different Tell abilities. Me that's not fun. And one of them managed to break free, and his name was Ladiger. 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 His name was Ladiger. He was so. called Lad. No, no, he wasn't actually. He, come on, his, his the dwarf that got spelled. out was called Lad. What a lad! <laughs> Must have been from Yorkshire. My name's Ladiger. <laughs> but call me Lad. L A D U G U E R. And then all the Ladiger. other dwarfs were like, he's a good lad. <laughs> what a lad he is. He saved us. He's got out. He's got out of his mind control. So, some of the research. You ran away with that one. <laughs> most of the Absolute stuff that lad. I found in Mordecai's Tome of Foes uh, details this, but some of the stuff that I found. Uh, <laughs> elsewhere in like older editions was that um Ladiger broke out and he went back to the dwarves to for help and they for said, help or to help for help okay and they said no i know you said for help i just it's all right he said no they said no the other dwarf clans that they'd you know cut ties with said no why would we help you, you cut uh, ties with us no. so he turned to the only thing that he knew he could potentially get help from which is a god called asmodius who is the god of lies and the most powerful being in the nine hells. More powerful than Lad. <laughs> lad Digger. Surely the lad's the most powerful. Uh, um, more powerful than who? What were you going to say? is the ruler of the devils. He's the ruler of the devils. So he's gone to even darker energy. Essentially. To like 
sort the other problem out. And he's more powerful than their creator. Well, Moradin's turned their back on them, hasn't oh, he? Oh, Moradin. Ah, okay. So Moradin's like, you turned your back. Not the well, other the, dwarves. The, the dwarves. The dwarves yeah. that follow Moradin yeah. that he's gone to to okay. help. Isn't that such a... It's an interesting point of contention for the dwarves there because they're <laughs> both really deep on both loyalty to their own kind and sticking together. And lads. But also, the remember a gr- they hold a grudge, don't they? But they also hold a grudge Ooh, and they right. don't forget That's once you've true. crossed them. So the Duragar... Uh, Ladiger, your mate Lad, <laughs> made a deal with Asmodeus. And Asmodeus gave him divine power so that he could go free his clan. Okay. Which he then went and did. So Ladiger became the deity for Duragar. And Duragar have innate abilities. They can turn invisible now. They have a resistance to mind altering effects because they've become strengthened. What was the, the deal torture. he made? Well, it's not detailed, is it? Oh, is it not? Yeah, I just not find detailed. that interesting because he's obviously sacrificed something in yeah. order to get his clan. So he's made a deal with the devil, which yeah. you know, someone may say is morally wrong. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was for well, some kind of greater good. So it's, it's like, well, like what's he lost? Himself, what's lad lost? Interestingly what has, yeah. enough, um, dwarves are quite like lawful good. And an interesting thing about the Do you remember devils, alignment? Back to the, nine, the nine hells, they're not, they're not just evil. They're lawful evil. So it doesn't mean they don't do good things. It's just the way they go about it. Interesting. So they actually, they uphold the laws of the universe. They just do it in questionable ways. That reminds me a little bit of Seven Deadly Sins. It's like even the saints who are actually like the sinners have to uphold certain laws and blah, blah, blah. And there's like a wider thing at play. Exactly. Is that the film with Al Pacino? <laughs> no, no, it's a, that's, it's a cartoon. That's an anime. Oh. <laughs> so, I'd like to know which film. You're well, there's a there's a film it. where he plays the devil, isn't there? Apparently. Yeah, that's yeah. Devil's Advocate. That would make sense. Oh, just with he, Keanu okay. Reeves. Yeah. I'm your dad. I'm also the devil. <laughs> that's good. Oh gosh, I haven't <laughs> seen that. <laughs> 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 I think that's the film where he's saying who are in. Yeah, it's a good film. It's good. Oh, it's I'm Al Pacino. Oh, Al Pacino. I'm also your dad. I'm also the devil. So, Ladiga, your boy lad went back down and freed the rest of the Duragar. That The Duragar. Yeah. I'm going to try and keep a sort of Clan Duragar then went into the Underdark because they were, they were literally Apart. they were desensitized from the light and oh. being in the light was uncomfortable now and, and they'd actually grown... That's why they live in caves and mountains and shit. The Underdark. Right. So they live below the caves and mountains <laughs> and shit. They live in like the, the subterranean lands. So that's what created the Duragar sub-race of the dwarves. And the Duragar are joyless now. They don't actually have the no. same creativity because they're they're no. sort of disembodied from Moradin. So what did Lad sacrifice? Well, part of the part Maybe of the Duragar way now is cow. efficiency. It's about creating the strongest thing. It doesn't have to be fucking pretty. Just if I'm making a sword, it just needs to be really fucking good at stabbing someone, doesn't it? Doesn't need so to look that's nice what when I'm doing came it. Of it. Yeah. They also they also I think I think quite a cool trait of what they they came up with about the Duragar. Um and this won't necessarily hold true for every Duragar, but this culture that was straight from being enslaved then really went into enslaving other creatures, which I think is a really interesting, you know, people who were bullied then go on to become bullies. Yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting character trait when they were creating this culture that were enslaved. And then when they were in the Underdark, enslavement became one of their ways to get shit done. Mm. It was interesting. they like sort of the disempowered became the, the oppressors. Yeah. And they then trade with the other cultures down there who are also big in the slave trade. And there is a whole slave trade going on in the Underdark. And Duragar cities. Is the Underdark like, like the Underwear? 
it's like it's there's the main world and then underneath it is a subterranean world yeah. called the underdark where everything is pitch black because it's dark mm. <laughs> <laughs> so can dwarves see in the dark uh yeah mm. yeah they've got um they've go. got dark vision up to 120 feet all dwarves or Duragards. Dwarves have dark vision, but Duragard can see even further in the dark because okay. they're used to it. But yeah, there's like cities called Gracklestuck, which are large Duragar, um cities where they've enslaved a dragon to keep their forges lit. Mm. Um, the dragon thinks it's safe, but they kill it. They kill a dragon. They get like a, the dragon eggs and they hatch a new dragon and kill and the old go. one before it gets too strong and takes over the city. So they're, they're really about efficiency and they're really about, you know, you know, so power. They, they sort of lost. Um, well, if they're lawful good, I mean, I suppose they are still in the law. Uh, they're lawful evil. Lawful Wait, they're lawful evil, right? Lawful evil. So, like, who's lawful good? Normal uh, dwarves. Moradin. Moradin. No, Moradin. Yeah. Ah, okay. Moradin's the god of dwarves. Normal dwarves. Yeah. So, Dwarf. because Lad made a deal with the devil. Yeah. His clan of Eurodarks. Durrigan. Durrigar. Durrigar. Are now free, but they've probably lost their sense of moral well, how free moral are duty. They, yeah. And do they still? Do they? Well, um, they kind of see Moradin's like light and path, and the other dwarves is like false because they left them to yeah. be enslaved. I was going to say, so they they must be at odds with each other now. Well, here's the thing: dwarves kill other dwarves. Duragar will literally burrow under dwarven cities and just start attacking. Oh, no, what a if shame. A dwarf knows that if they see a Duragar. They're they're in for the fight of their life. That that Duragar is going to so, fight them until one of them's dead. So they would be maybe more vicious. Oh, hundred percent. The Duragars are actually holding the. This is the grudge thing. Yeah, the Duragars are uh, fucking livid with any dwarf of any kind because they wouldn't. They left them and they wouldn't. Yeah, have it's, them a, back. it's a real like blood lineage oh, well. level of grief. Yeah. Do they still have the whole thing where they they choose the right king? Uh, I think they they have probably a different. Yeah, because I'd imagine they wouldn't probably, you know, set on the I think same most structure. Of their, yeah, most of their their structures are set by power and yeah. understanding that that concept. Bit like, is it chimpanzees when they're picking? Yeah, maybe who's going to be king? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's, like slaughter to the death. It's it's who this who's the strongest? <laughs> the strongest. We should really king. ascribe well, to this. I well, like yeah. this one of the ways that um, so imagine Bojo just having a fight. <laughs> Come on, can, Bojo! You can be a priest of Ladigan, <laughs> and it's a priest really, of Ladigan. Ladiger, oh, Ladiger. Who's, the, who's the Duragar dark yeah. god and uh, Duragar oh, yeah, dark dwarf god is what I was okay. trying to say. Yeah, he became their their deity, um. and um, essentially one of the trials. You, there's loads and loads of different trials to become a priest of Ladiger, and it is extremely hard because you need to prove that you are of those mindsets of efficiency, power, strength, resilience, all the sort of like positive things taken to like a hundred percent of dwarven ideals it's there's no appreciation for creativity like unnecessary creativity flowery promises it's it's what you say you are not what you try to appear to be kind of thing Mm. and the one of the trials for being a priest is they will literally wedge you between an an extremely heavy block of stone and leave you there for a week and if you haven't died, then you can become a priest. So you've got to carry like the weight of the world on your shoulders for a good week to prove that you can thus become a leader. <laughs> Literally carrying the weight. Mm. Yeah. Wedge you between two rocks, like a like a slab of stone. And no, and they have to hold it up, or they yeah. just for a, yeah for a week. Um, so they must be pretty strong then. Yeah, they're pretty pretty hardy. <laughs> yes, I think so, Jordan. <laughs> well, interestingly <laughs> enough, um, Duragar have. Uh, if a I was there, I'd be star. like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, just dying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's um 
that's kind of your Duragar yeah. dwarven stuff. And uh, just out of intrigue, so these Duragars would be, yeah, probably more vicious and stuff, but not unbeatable. Yeah, still beatable. Yeah. Dwarves aren't as, I, I guess their, their, their heart's not as in the fight as Duragar. Duragar really fucking hate dwarves, whereas dwarves are like, we've learned to hate you. Because you keep attacking We just want to keep you off, yeah. but we're not going to waste our time going after you. But Duragar were one of the reasons why um, dwarves suffered so much and why there's so many lost kingdoms. That, drows attacking them as well. What a war. Yeah. A just war, if it's ever an there was one, war. I would almost say. I don't know if it is just, because no? the other dwarves didn't... They didn't they, aban- they abandoned the Duragar because they were, like, you know, digging into the earth for bloody ages. Yeah. And they were like, what and, are they and doing? And the Duragar also <laughs> separated themselves from the clans. So yeah, no, I mean, I like, think they're uh, holding a grudge unnecessarily, to be honest. The Duragars. <laughs> no, so do I. But they're still fucking attacking them, aren't they? Well, that's so, true. It's because but, it was because their minds were being fight back, like, their you know? minds were being um, affected. Well, exactly. So just surely, on surely the, they just sat down at a chat over a you know you know good old. You can't chat with them. They're just completely taken over by um. Well, well, I didn't know that you were overtaken by these little. Like evil things in the underdark. Well, like I was but now saying, now I know who you are. I forgive you. And Me. They'll, they'll be oh, like, oh. sorry. <laughs> and then the other dwarfs will be like, yeah, that's, but they'll that's just true. Be like, forgive <laughs> you as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like this is just like this is just an aspect of um, history of dwarves and within within the world that we'll play in this is me just sort of explaining the culture yeah. you can play a dwarf from anywhere but i thought it was really cool to sort of like introduce you guys to what dwarves are Definitely. throughout dnd and um, there are so many different kinds of dwarves as well there's like hill dwarves who live in the hills and actually don't build downward like they kind of build cities and then they build mines downwards um yeah because they don't live in mountains they live in hills and they tend to have like larger territories whereas mountain dwarves like build into mountains and right. you know more more susceptible to being attacked by orcs and all sorts of things and then there's city dwarves you know dwarves that don't live in um cities that are of dwarven make they're completely you know wait city dwarves that don't live in cities like dwarven cities they could live in like a human oh. city or an elven city. Yeah. They could live, you know, God, in a very multicultural dwar- city. A dwarf living in a human city. That sounds so shit. <laughs> They're definitely an alcoholic. And Why? You'd make loads of money. Issue. Can you imagine how much money you'd make being a, an extremely talented craftsman that can live hundreds yeah, and hundreds okay, of fine. years? Yeah, okay, fine. If you were living in like Bath, maybe, or somewhere <laughs> really nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, this or is Harrogate. This, <laughs> no, this not is, Harrogate. This is like medieval. <laughs> No, but like I'm talking about, you'd want to like you don't want to be a dwarf living in Leeds or Harrogate. Yeah, but it's I guess it's more like it's more like <laughs> a fantasy live... world. It's a yeah, fantasy. I don't it'd know. Be like, it'd be like 1200 <laughs> Leeds, you know, in the 1200s. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not like modern day Leeds. <laughs> it's not it's not like you know John going to the office with his briefcase kind of yeah. you know sitting flatting like, his beard. Yeah, it's just a dwarf on the tube. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on the northern line now. Oh, there's someone that jumped in front of the tube. Oh, I'm going to be late. <laughs> oh, the power's gone out. Good job oh. I have dark vision. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's still fantasy world within like a human culture full of like a lot of different humans. Our multicultural, you know, city where there's tieflings and humans and dwarves and elves all coexisting. They probably wouldn't oh, have... that sounds great. Yeah, they wouldn't have those like cultural backbone standpoints that a, a dwarf from a, a dwarven city would have so they probably might not that care about making gear that's so beautiful and mm. you know what i mean they might not dedicate themselves to one job they might be you know a kind of dwarf that keeps 
doing different jobs. Mm-hmm. So this is just, again, just to sort of give you a bit of a, a, a bumper from. You can play any kind of dwarf you want. And that's what D&D is encouraging as well. A lot of the new books are encouraging that idea where you can play any kind of dwarf you want. But again, this is just sort of the history that I found and thought I'd yeah. explain. But do you guys, Definitely. yeah, I hope you guys kind of understand dwarves a bit. I'll give you a few examples of dwarven names. Sorry, Jordan. No, 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 fine, fine. I just wanted to wanted to check. Because you mentioned there's lots of clans at the beginning, right? Yes. And then you said one of these clans were digging into the Underdark. That was the Duragar clan. And that, so that, okay, so they're the Duragar clan. Yeah. So, and then you said something about Moradin? Moradin? Moradin's the god. Moradin's the god, right, okay. I was like, yeah. I was wondering whether or I'm not. I'm glad this is going in. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering whether or not you've got dwarfs because uh, uh, basically all the different kinds of dwarfs in the hills and the mountains and the cities, mm-hmm. right? They're the different kinds of dwarfs, and within them there are different clans. Yes. yes. Right. Okay. That's exactly right. Right. I was wondering whether or not the Duragart was what they got called after they got overtaken by. Pretty much. So right. the clan Duragart became a whole sub race. Because, okay, yeah, that was kind of yeah. what I was trying to... Yes. From from those dwarves. So they're one race of dwarf, and then the other races of dwarf are all these different kinds of dwarves and different clans, yeah. and you can kind of pick where mm. where you yeah. put yourself. Oh, like. you can pick where you put yourself kind of thing. Yeah. So I'll go through So I'll go through them. Uh, there's some cool like suggestion names. So some clan names. You could be part of like Clan Baldurk or Battlehammer, yeah. Brawn Anvil, Dankill, Fireforge, Frostbeard, Gorun, Holderheck... Iron Fist. Um, there's so many different, you know, like clan names, and this would be like, you know, if you were if you were a large clan, then maybe you were part of a trade clan, and that's what your clan does is they trade everywhere. So didn't matter where you go, you'd always find um, clan Torun. Wherever you went, there'd always be clan Torun somewhere. Oh. So you know, what I mean, you could meet a fellow clan member. You'd never sort of be out of the. Okay. You know, out of the fish out of water kind and of how are the clans between each other the rest of the clans I guess it varies from clan to clan depending on their disputes so clans um, clans <laughs> clans have leaders and if two clans fall out the leaders actually talk it out um, to a council of other clans and the other clans decide how to fix it pretty reasonable creatures are they not mm. yeah. yeah absolutely yeah which is probably why Could the Duragar was so them. angry that they didn't get help yeah. I see. I know, because really, like, long term, it probably would have served the dwarves better. Oh, yeah, to help the Duragar. To help them yeah. in that situation. That's and what I think is interesting about it. Though. Yeah. It's it just is, one mistake, isn't it? isn't it? So at some point, someone's going to need to forgive someone. Yeah. But, I mean, there's them. there's loads of cool stuff about uh, Duragar and stuff, and depending on what you guys eventually pick for your characters will depend on the storylines that I create and go forth when we, when we end up eventually playing but um some male names suggested for dwarves are like adric um brendad bruno uh oscar rangrim rurik thoradin travok garadin harbeck some cool names some field mm. names are amber aluhid uh dagnall eldith hillen kathra oh kathra very good very good um, <gasps> maybe i am a sanal tobera vistra and um when you're when you're a dwarf your constitution score goes up by two immediately. So no matter what you've rolled, your constitution goes up by two. Cool. Again, sort of the age of dwarves, uh, they mature at the same rate as humans, but they're considered young until they're about 50 because they live longer. So you'd still be a young dwarf at 50 and on average live to about 350 years old. The size is between four and five foot tall on average. And they they weigh (laughs) about 150 pounds. That's what you I'm five foot one. Oh, so close. Tall dwarf. Just shy. Yeah, I think just shy of five one. Tall dwarf, d- yeah, maybe tall dwarf. But um, because they're so heavy, 
and they're like thick boned, they're they're considered medium creatures. Sorry, one hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, it's D and D, so it's all. In, sold, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that? Can we put that in, in English? Stone <laughs> or uh, kilograms? What would you yeah. like it in? I mean, probably stone, stone and pounds. Well, we could probably figure it out. Hundred and fifty pounds if it's twelve pounds to a stone. That's. Is it twelve? I thought it was fourteen. No. Oh, is it? Oh, it's about ten stone. Sorry? Ten stone. Oh, it's ten, ten stone. stone. For quite a small creature. Oh, God, so dense. Yeah, they're Not much gaps between their organs. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're considered medium-sized creatures. So normal, like humans, elves, tieflings are usually medium-sized, but halflings and gnomes and fairy folk are usually considered small or tiny. Goblins are small. Halflings. Right. Halfling, goblins, and gnomes are, are considered tiny. small. Small, small. Fairy folk are tiny. Halflings, goblins, no. Goblins. They'll have their own. They'll have their own episode. Don't worry. <laughs> and no. <laughs> so, as well as being as well as being quite small and stocky, no. I would and... not pick to be a gnome. <laughs> Why? I mean, it looks. You a... never know. We do... we, we haven't got. We you never. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, Matt. Uh, Matt's going to hopefully come in and do some gnome talk with us. And oh my god! I never. I didn't too. think uh, you know a month ago I'd be sat in a room talking about gnomes. I didn't. <laughs> I've learned so much today. Good. So um, their speed it. is a little bit slower. So on average, most creatures' speed is thirty for a medium build. Dwarves have a speed of twenty-five miles per hour. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> 25 feet per round. I love the idea that 25 feet <laughs> 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 uh, You're a nutter. I love it. I love it. Oh, Could that be there? That's not happening at some point. 25. My name's Lad. And I, you know what? You and could I stop around at 25 miles per hour. Whoop! Where'd you you could probably make you could probably make an extremely fast dwarf if you wanted to. Oh. There's definitely a build out there where you could make a dwarf that runs at 25 miles an hour. <laughs> anyway, oh. I'm gonna try and bring us back. Uh, dwarves, innately magical creatures, can also see under in the dark. So um, when when in dim light, you can see 60 foot ahead of you. But if in darkness, uh, you can also see 60 foot. So if there's no light, you can see for 60 foot. Which is amazing. It is all in grey. It's all in black and white because the way that dark vision I've I've found out and the way that I I, I guess I'll explain it now is that because um, yes, there's no light, there's nothing to reflect into your eyes. Dark vision is essentially seeing magic. Magic flows through something called the weave, and that is throughout all of the world. And dark vision is a way of sort of seeing that. So your vision is never that good with dark vision because you know you're seeing shapes and greys. But you you're still seeing in the dark, which is pretty cool. That is cool. So yeah, that's so that's you're dark seeing vision. is that like seeing energy? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're seeing like the shapes that energy is taking in black and white. Uh, so dwarves, they're not necessarily clear. Clear. No, it's not necessarily the clearest vision. It's not as clear as seeing light, but it's it's pretty good. It's better than not seeing. True. It's pitch black. There's literally no light oh. where you are, and you can see, mm. which is amazing. Yeah. Um. Dwarves also have something called Dwarven Resilience, where they have advantage on saving throws against poison, and you have resistance against poison damage, which is basically because they're so hardy and tough, it's harder to poison you. Just take them. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> which is one of the reasons why Dwarven Ale is so strong. Oh. Yeah, because they can take it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, all dwarves... None of this 5% bullshit. No, no, yeah, it's 11%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And that's a yeah, weak fruit, beer. Fruity craft ales for the dwarves. <laughs> it probably is. They're probably a dwarf who's spent their entire life to crafting beer. Yeah. I mean, that sounds so, like my kind of guy. De crafting nice. de uh, beer. All dwarves have combat training uh, and are proficient and trained with using a battle axe, a hand axe, a light hammer, and a war hammer. Uh, you also gain a tool proficiency with the idea that you are proficient in some sort of tool. Uh, that could be smithing tools, that could be brewing supplies, or it could be like masonry tools. All sorts of things. So it's kind of the idea that as a dwarf, you have a craft. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're doing, you also have like a little pastime that you, 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 know, you attend to. Um, oh, even yeah. if you were a fighter, maybe your, your craft was being a fighter, you would still have smithing tools because then you can repair your own weapons, yeah. which would be very fucking useful. Yeah. Um, you also have something called stone cunning because you are sort of innately used to stones and working with crafting materials. Uh, whenever you make an intelligence history check related to origin of stone, you're considered proficient, so you know more about it. And it just means that if any time you want to learn about stone, you're better at it than anybody else. Okay. Nice. Commonly speak, common and dwarvish. Common is the language shared by everyone, and dwarvish is the language shared by dwarves. Cool. Okay, so that common would come. What was it? Like common, common. Co- yeah, common is what everybody speaks. <laughs> everybody speaks common. Like human yeah. elves. Everybody is it human language? It's it's yeah. Humans speak common. They don't human, really speak yeah. any other languages. It's not language. Whereas other races speak other languages. Yeah. Um, humans mainly speak common, but mm. usually pick up another language so that they can interact mm. and trade and other things like that. But common is like the common tongue throughout Love that. realms. Not to throw us off uh, track again, but... But I will. (laughs) (laughs) Can he be human? Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. I reckon we're going to nail that episode. (laughs) Yeah. I think we can. It'll be pretty good. It'll be pretty good. (laughs) We're going to know all the answers. (laughs) Well, we'll see. So um, that's, that's, um, that's the base. That's dwarfs? No. Oh, that's the base. That's the base. Um, That's just the the tomato on the pizza. Yeah, exactly. Now you got to pick your toppings. Ah. So um, there's different kinds of dwarves. Hill dwarfs, for example. Um, You're kind of a bit more wise, probably because you have to like look out for a lot of predators living in like the normal hills and valleys of things. Um, But you're also a little bit more sturdy. You've got dwarven toughness, which means that your hit points increase by one every level. So you've just got that extra. Extra bit of strength, extra bit of health. Mm. So a bit more sturdy, probably used to a lot of fighting, Do protecting you your lands. Testament to the fresh air. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you're, very, you, you're, you're very hippie today, guys. <laughs> is that, it's is true, that, isn't is it? Energy is definitely with energy. But the mountain doors, so, mate, you know what I mean? Are. Stuck inside they all be day. really good with that fresh air. Well, yeah. Oh, but I'm thinking about them in human terms, aren't I? I mean, I mean, uh, you, I mean it's fair. See, dwarf, you know, if, like, if, why are they if you're a dwarf living in Madrid, I mean, that, that place is pretty polluted. I'm sure you well, wouldn't have yeah. as good as good air. Yeah. So. But they're, they're a bit more physically hardier. I'd say healthier. Because interestingly <laughs> enough, mountain dwarves are physically stronger. They have a plus two to their strength score if you're a mountain dwarf. And you are also proficient with light and medium armor, presumably because you're constantly fighting off threats. Okay. So you have to be stronger. You have to be more prepared uh, and learn about your armors and things like that. Um, there's one final kind of oh no, there's two final kind of dwarves, and I'll I'll do one of them last. The Durag, I'll do Duragal last. <laughs> Fucking hell! Well, you're gonna have to do yeah, one I'm of gonna, them. Last. I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, the one that's a bit strange and a bit different is a Mark of Warding dwarf. Mark, now, Mark of Warding. Yeah, within yeah. within 
Eberron, which is a different setting in D&D. So you've got Faerun, you've got Eberron, you've got um, O'Earth. These are different settings to play D&D in. We're kind of playing like an amalgamation of everything. So anything that we find in D&D's, you know, handbooks and things like that, I am going to allow you guys to play. Um, okay. So everything that's available, that's why I'm explaining everything. So everything that's available, you'll have a selection too. And what I'll do is just squish all the lore into one world where if you're like, oh, I want to be a hill dwarf that's also a mark of finding dwarf and I want to be part of this dwarven culture, but also this, I'll be like, yeah, that's totally doable. Okay. Even though that's not technically, but I'll be like, first. yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Because I'm making the world, so I'll do what the fuck I want. Nice. <laughs> um, which means that you guys get to do the fuck you want. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, if you want to play... I'll run with that. Yeah, there's, there's a class. There's a class. You're going to regret no this. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. I mean, there's, there's classes called artificers, which are ma- basically scientists. Yeah. It's magic scientists. So science exists in this world mm. if you want it to. Or you can be like a real classic, you know, cleric or monk, you know, where you just, you know, swords and arrows or whatever you want to use, you mm. know. Um, and, you know, you'd be a wizard from like a really mm. old town where, you know, nobody knows magic but you kind of thing. We'll play with it. Whatever you want, we'll do. So, dragon marks, essentially, there are certain people from a specific bloodline and they have extra powers. They just they have this mark on them that manifests on their body and it manifests powers. They have supernatural powers innately with them. And the mark can be in different places, it can activate differently. It's totally, you know, like an individual expression, but it marks you as part of a bloodline. And there are many different ones. Uh, this one is the mark of warding for dwarfs, which essentially um, increases your intelligence by one. Uh, it means that you're better at investigation and you can use uh, thief tools better because you get to add a d4 every time you use one or the other. And you can cast certain spells, which are alarm and mage armor and arcane lock. There's no point going through what they are because we're going to do magic on a different episode. Yes. <laughs> um, but it means that if you ever become a spellcaster, you'll get extra spells like Knock, Glyph of Warding, Magic Circle, Leoman's Tiny Chest, Secret Chest, sorry, Monokanan's Fatal Hound and Anti-Life Shell. These are all better spells, bigger levels. Um, but it essentially puts you, you I- instantly get magic. Nice. Inst- you know, instantly. Are these dwarf people? Yeah, these are all dwarves. Okay. So um, the Mark of Warding House uh, basically helps their bearers to protect things of value. So, you know, having this vault, having a dwarf with a mark of warding would be very useful because they could just seal this vault with loads of innate arcane magic. They wouldn't have to learn magic. They innately know it. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Just as a little thing, there's also a dragon mark called the aberrant dragon mark, which is a little bit more dangerous. And we'll go into that at a later day as well. So do you, when you're creating your dwarf and character, do you just pick, do you pick the mark? Uh, or, if or you wanted to, for you? you could be that mark. You either want to have that or you don't, basically. It's basically just like a magic tattoo. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, and then finally, Durigar, which we've heard so much about, um, their strength is increased by one, so they're a little bit stronger than normal. Uh, they have superior dark vision, so rather than 60 foot, they can see 120 foot. They also have an extra language. I didn't think these would be so loud, but of course they are. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like tic-tacs. They're literally tic-tacs. Tic-tac-tac. Well, we may as well. I'd never do, but they're so oh, Give them. you three. Do you want a tic-tac now? Yeah, go on. Sorry. Mmm, <laughs> they're quite nice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Looking at my one tic-tac. Thank you. So. Um, Can that happen with any race? 
this bloodline thing. Yeah, each race has um, a select amount of types of marks. So um, Duragar, because they're part of the Underdark, have their own common language called Undercommon. And being a Duragar, you instantly know Undercommon. So some creatures in the Underdark don't actually speak common. They speak Undercommon. So if you were uh, from if you were from the, the main world and then went into the Underdark, you'd be a bit screwed because everybody's speaking some... Undercommon and you're speaking common. Mm. What so, can you do about that? Learn Undercommon. How do you do that in D&D? Uh, you take time. You basically, every day, make the efforts to learn and we roll a check and eventually you'd learn a new language. Interesting. Or you oh. can cast a spell. <laughs> There's spells where it's just comprehend languages and you just speak every language oh. you want to speak. That's why being a magic user is fucking great. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, learning things. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That's why sorcerers are even better because they just innately do magic. They don't even learn magic. They just do magic and they're like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Duragar presumably because they were experimented on for so long, also have extra resistances. They have advantage on saving throws against being uh, charmed and paralyzed and illusions. So they're just like, they're more, they're, their mind is used to being messed with because of the illithid yeah. mind flayer control. They also have psionic abilities, like this mind tampering messed with them, and they can increase or reduce the size of their body at will once a day, which can make them stronger or weaker. And smaller. What was that word you just said just before? Psionics? Yeah. Psionics is like mental magic. Okay. It's what uh, it's what mind flayers use to take control of you. Oh. Um, and then when they get even stronger, they can start to turn invisible. Jesus. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Oh, uh, when they're invisible, can you see them? No, because the they're invisible. Even in the dark? Yeah, because they're invisible. Oh, so they're invisible the weave in the dark invisible, as well. Yeah, but the weave is making them invisible. Uh, I was trying um, to find a hole, but I couldn't. No. I'm out. <laughs> it's my job as a DM. Plug those holes. <laughs> yeah. um, but interestingly enough, because they've lived so long in the Underdark, they actually have sunlight sensitivity. So they have disadvantage on attacking and seeing um, when in direct sunlight. And they also can't cast those spells in large reduce or invisibility when in direct sunlight because they're they're at their weakest when in direct sunlight. So yeah, and that is oh. that is everything about dwarves. Pretty cool. That was cool. Let's dwarf. Let's dwarf. Dwarf. Do you, do you think is this sort dwarf. of like I didn't know I didn't know what you kind of were thinking before when we first started talking about character creation, but were any of you considering dwarf and or have you just sort of like thought about it now? I was not. Nah, I don't think I was thinking about dwarves. I, about am now. I thought they were quite <laughs> two dimensional. That yeah. was my impression of Yeah, them. me yeah. too. And evidently uh, oh, the dwarf, we're very yeah. wrong. They've got a beard, they're small, they have an axe, they get kind of angry. Misunderstood. yeah, that's basically it. But angry. now you kind of like see the Yeah. So it's quite they're metaphorical to kind be a dwarf. Of. So and there's a Duragart clan, so they've kind of been like the evil clan held up. Yeah, but you don't have to necessarily be an evil dwarf. Is there an opposite? of the, Is there a good one that we could hold up from? The divine element. I think, I think the good dwarves. I think there's a dwarf called Buron Battlehammer. Who is you know, like, like a clan that's like, okay, they're... Yeah, yeah they're, we could create that. So if but you there's wanted, not one in the game to no, rival there, there the probably Duragart. Is, there probably is. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know D&D that well. <laughs> Cut that bit out. Yeah, <laughs> just cut that whole question. Don't yeah. make me look like a fool. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, I'm sure there is. I think I think it's one of those things that um, Duragar aren't necessarily innately evil, but a, a specific cut off of them are the ones that are angry and and vengeful are. But there's there's a hundred percent very likely Duragar that exist that aren't 
aren't evil. Is the thing that Kath just did a dwarven characteristic whereby you get Tic Tacs, put them in your hand, <laughs> into your clammy hands, and then put one of the Tic Tacs back in the box? Do you know what happened? <laughs> Is that what she's <laughs> just done? <laughs> you got, no, you dropped on the floor. No, it wasn't the floor. That it sounds more like in... an alignment thing than a dwarven <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. That seems like chaotic evil, if you ask it me. Felt... <laughs> taking, taking all the Tic Tacs, licking them all, and then putting them back in the box. <laughs> that is it fell there. <laughs> I guess I could have just eaten it. You could have, but you didn't. You chose to put it back in the Tic Tac. Well, it was there for like a second. Apart from the Tic Tacs, do you feel like you learned anything today, guys? No. No. Uh, Can we play D&D now? No. No, this is your punishment. You must must learn something and then we'll play Um, D&D. Thank you very much, guys. Great, great episode. Um, If I say so myself. Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah. Well, I enjoyed that. Yeah, thank you. I was enjoyed it. And it's made me, I'm really looking forward to it. I appreciate Dwarfs more. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, What do you want to do? What do you want to do next? Orcs? Oh, I mean, I'll leave May as well have done my race. May as well do yours. Uh, <laughs> you're going to love orcs. Orcs are one of my favorite races. Really? Uh, yeah, 100%. All right, we'll do orcs next week. We're doing orcs. Yeah, let's do it. My Fuck God it. saved let's right at the it. end of the episode. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. And bye.